Okay, I am. This is part two of Ezekiel chapter 40. So I loved this verse. I'm going to continue. It says, um, Ezekiel chapter 40, verse 4. And the man said to me, Now remember, this is a um, supernatural. My pastor would know if this was, you know, a visitation from, um, you know, from the Godhead. Jesus, there's a way to say that that is more intellectual than I'm saying it, or was it an actual angel? I think it might have been the Lord, um, but it says because see, when I say it, it's like of the Messiah, there's another word for it. But if the Father appears to you, you're dead. Like we we can't come before a holy God with this flesh. Like we can only see Him face to face after we leave this body. We you know that's why that's when we see the Lord face to face when we leave this body. So if there was an ever an in uh visitation and it actually is like the incarnate i think they say like jesus um then um you know that is you won't um he's like the representative in a sense of god but if the father sees us if you don't want to see the father because it's um if you see the father you you can rest assured around you you are not alive anymore you can't we can't um we can't survive. He's, he's too holy. And so he sends, you know, his son who is re, um, propitiation for our sins. Okay. I'm done trying to sound smart. Okay. So, um, and the man who said to me, son of man, look with your eyes and hear with your ears. So remember, I just want to tell you sisters and brothers, look with your eyes, hear with your ears today. What is the Lord showing you? He is showing you something. You do hear the voice of the Lord. Don't tell me you don't. You do. You're alive today. He gave you ears. He gave you eyes to look outward. He gave you his word to speak to you. He gave you instructions and he gave you his spirit to lead you, to um, comfort you, counsel you, help you, intercede for you, advocate for you, strengthen you, um, stand by you at all times, show you things to come. And when you pray in the spirit, you stir up your spirit, you charge your inner your inner man. So God will show you things. You don't have to be a prophet. You don't have to give prophecies in your church. You don't have to do that to hear the voice of the Lord. He He's going to absolutely speak to you about you because how can he expect any of us to be successful and know what we should do if he doesn't tell us? So you and very rarely will any of us ever see a vision or hear an audible voice, but you will know that you know. And um, so just stay with it. You, I promise you, you're going to, you know, that inner, just, you have to develop that. You have to develop how to hear the voice of the Lord. And it's just like how you develop any relationship. Like when you first get married, you know how it is to date that person, right? So marriage is a whole other thing. You start to learn things. You know, you start to learn that, um, you know, what your wife looks like without makeup on. You start to learn um, you know, what your husband, um, that he, you know, that at the end of the day, he wants to go in his nothing box, you know, where before it was like, he, you know, dressed up nice and everything picked you up and, you know, was just listening, you know, to everything, um, you were saying, um, and acting interested <laughs> while you were talking about your girly things and you learn, okay, maybe I should talk to my girlfriend about that. Um, you learn, you learn more about the 
the people and you learn more about the person you're friends with or you're married to or even your child as they grow up we discover them because they're unique or you know um we're always we know the people around us are always changing getting older getting smarter or, you know in some situations you know dealing with something that is a physical or mental impairment you know that we need to help walk them through so um, how do we think that we're going to know everything about God the minute we get saved? And how do you learn about someone? You spend time with them. Like we should be listening to the word, putting our face in the word, hanging with people who are in the word, making friends with people who are in the word, going to services, going to fellowships, um, you know, hanging out, having coffee, tea, meals with people who are in the word. Just surround yourself with it. You'll start to know God more and more and more. Hang around what God likes. You know, hang around that. He loves his children. Um, so there we go. And then um, he says, declare. And then, you know, he says, um, I shall show you, you know, again, son, this is worth repeating. I love this verse, verse four. And the man said to me, remember, it was a supernatural, you know, visitation from the throne of God, but not the father himself. Um, son of man, look with your eyes and hear with your ears and set your heart upon all that I shall show you. For you were brought here, 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 my brothers and sisters, you were brought here in order. There's that word order. There's an order in order that I might show it to you. He wants to show you things in Jeremiah. I want to say it's 33, three. It says, um, you know, that, um, something like come to me and I will show you great and mighty things to come. God always wants to show us great and mighty things. It says in um, John 14, um, 26, I think that, you know, the Holy Spirit will show us things to come. God always wants to speak to us. He always wants to show things. He delights in things. Hey, you know, do you like sh exposing your child to new things? Do you, don't you remember those momentous moments that you took your child to their first water park or, you know, um, their first parade or, you know, the first time they went to Disneyland, like those are like lifelong memories. Or, um, even if, um, your kid doesn't remember cause they were maybe two or three years old when you did something, they delight in hearing it. And you remember it because it was so joyful to you because you were exposing your child to something new. And God feels that way about us. We're his children. He loves to show us things that are glorious and in him and to train us and teach us so we could be extremely effective in our day and extremely effective. You got to get out of worldly success mind. You have to think of did you um, pray for somebody else today? Because, you know, prayers are the most powerful thing we can do. Did you work for, did you do something behind closed doors? Did you give today? Did you encourage today? Did you love? Did you bring peace to a situation? Did you bring joy to it? Did you make anybody laugh in a clean way? Did you, were you patient when somebody was, you know, not a easy person to be around? Did you show patience anyways? Did you show kindness anyways? Were you generous? Were we, I mean, these are um, in Galatians chapter five, the fruits of the spirit. Were we gentle? You know, were we gentle with somebody when we were tempted not to be gentle, but to be harsh? Were we, um, did we have self-control? You know, it's, it's, we should have passion, but we need to that passion should be under the fruits of the spirit. You know, we should have, we should be able to control our passion and channel it to the things of God. Passion's a beautiful thing. We're supposed to be, you know, very excited about the things of God. 
Um, so, you know, self-control, faithful. Were we faithful? Do we keep our word? Did we show up? Were we on time? Did we remember to call this person back? Are we answering our texts, our emails that are, you know, personally to us? Um, are we faithful to get the work done? Um, are we, you know, just, um, are we good stewards of what we have? These are all checklists. Um, so moving forward, um, I don't have that much more on Ezekiel chapter 40, but um, I'm just going to go to verse 16. And it says, And the gateway and windows all around, narrowing inwards towards the side room and towards their jams. And likewise, the vestibule had windows all around inside. And the jams were palm trees. So I love that. I'm a California girl at this point, even though I grew up in Chicago, but I'm a Cal- I've am been here for over half my life. Um um, well over half my life. So I love palm trees. And um, I'm going to take a risk and speak um, on behalf of Los Angeles. But I think we all of our palm trees. We're kind of um, proud of them. And even if you live in the hood, like um, it's it's very likely that in your apartment or whatever, on the grass is some palm tree. And that makes us different. And they're, they're cool. And you know, palm trees are just cool. And, and they, they kind of remind us of um, islandy or that we're kind of special. We get to live in California. We get to have, we get to not have snow in the winter and freezing cold weather. And still like in this, um, I guess it's almost winter on this day in late November after Thanksgiving, still we have a few warm hours. I mean, I took a walk barefoot on the beach yesterday and it was beautiful. We still have some warm hours in the day and that's a blessing. We love that. We still have our ocean. You know, we still, um, like, hey, this is like California. So I related to that, like palm trees. And that's also very specific. Like God is is about his location. He's about Israel. 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 And um, he's coming back to Mount Zion. Okay. He's coming back to Mount Zion. Um, and, you know, point. Just see law about that. Um, and let's see... What else? What else? What else? Um, and then somehow I put a star on uh, that verse 45 spoke to me. The chambers for the priest. First of all, there were chambers for the priest. And he said to me, this chamber that faces south is for the priests who have charge of the temple. What do you have charge of today? brothers and sisters, family, friends, what do you have charge of today? Ask yourself, what am I in charge of today? Um, And the chamber that faces north is for the priests who have charge of the altar. These are the sons of Zadok, who alone among the sons of Levi may come near to the Lord to minister to him. So, um, you know, there's at this time there was order in worship and so only the sons of Zadok of um, the tribe of Levi could come to the altar but now we all can come to the altar to the throne of grace and a long time ago somebody, I'm going to share something personal, I mean I was like 31 years old and they prophesied to me that I had a Zadok a Heman and uh, um, Asaph anointing and I didn't quite you know, through the years, I've been a praise and worship leader, so I got that part. But 
I think as an intercessor, it doesn't mean I'm, I have a, you know, hyper, like I'm better or anything. We all have certain anointings, but I think I'm an intercessor and I'm, and I really want people to get it. I'm an encourager. I'm an intercessor. And so, um, you know, you come, we come to the altar. That's something I love to do to come to the altar on behalf of other people. I love to go to God on behalf of other people. And I always try to find ways to have more time. And even a one minute prayer is so powerful. Declaring in Jesus name, anything that God's will has a divine, divine power. So uh, those people who are like me, who have that, you know, passion, who have that Zadok anointing, you know, we come to the altar on behalf of other people, um, and behalf of what we, you know, our cities, our churches, our families, like come to the altar, and that was their assignment. But there was other people um, that were assigned to um, to take care of the temple itself. So I forgot, there's a scripture marked here, but for lack of time, um, I don't know where that, um, where that was. My keys are on the kitchen table, babe. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I live in a real world. <laughs> um, and he measured the court. I have a wonderful husband. He's going to fill my car up with gas. I was on empty. I came home by faith yesterday. Um, okay, so, and he measured the court, 100 cubits long and 100 cubits broad, a square, and the altar was in front of the temple. So, we, you know, this is bringing back to me measures, too. Like, the priests were not to be weird and go, no, I'm going to make it bigger. I'm going to have the biggest, My the altar is going to be the biggest part of everything because it's my job is most important. You know, just food for thought. Um, chapter 41, I don't really, okay, I read that. Um, I just got verse 17 to the space above the door, even to the inner room and on the outside, I think we're still on the inner temple and on the walls all around inside and out was a measured pattern. So I thought about patterns, measured pattern. And I know a sister, she's a, a Bible teacher and she says, always look for the patterns in the word of God, look for the patterns, you know? Um, and we see, you know, that in, um, in Ezekiel, a lot of times he'll let us know in visions of God, he brought me to the land of Israel. He'll start a lot of, a lot of chapters. Um, we'll start with, and you, son of man, prophesy against, um, or chapter 38, the word of the Lord came to me. So, you know, I was just kept seeing visions and about, I mean, I just kept seeing patterns of Ezekiel. Like he's somebody who the Lord came to in visions. He's somebody who he told to prophesy. He's somebody who, um, he said, and the word of the Lord came to me and you know what came to me yesterday? There's a scripture that says he who receives a prophet receives a prophet's reward. And you know, when you read about, when you take time to read the prophets in the Bible and their message to us, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, um, and what we call the minor prophets, just cause their books are smaller. Um, Micah, Amos, um, Isaiah, did I say Isaiah? When you read these um, books and you read, you know, you're receiving, you're receiving the prophets, ultimately Jesus, you know, um, you're receiving, um, when you read about Moses, you and you accept this and believe it and, and come to know Abraham and come to know these people, you're receiving a pro you're receiving the prophets, you receive a prophet's reward of knowledge of the word of God. And, um, you know, knowledge 
can knowledge brings faith, you know, and and um, faith acted upon brings results and success and change and helps people helps you to overcome and to overcome sin and to walk in victory and to lead other people out of burnt out hopes and dreams and faulty lifestyles. So that was um, chapter um, forty. I'm done with my what um, Mindy Joy got out of um, those of you who know me as Mindy Joy. <laughs> Or just Mindy, what I got out of my Bible reading today, not being a numbers person and completely enjoying um, Ezekiel and all that measurements with reeds and cubits and stuff um, with the temple. So I'm on First John chapter two, verse eighteen to the end, and it says, "Children." Um, Oh, no, I'm sorry. It starts with verse 15 today, my reading. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I talked about that in my last podcast. You know, keep your eyes and your ears on the Lord. Keep your eyes and your ears on the Lord. Listen to what he's saying to you and do it. Basically, it's pretty much, you know, life in the Lord is fun and easy. It is. It is. It's not really hard. Sin always brings heartache. Why do we want to? Why do we want to hurt ourselves and others? There's always like, you know, um, regret, remorse. It's it's icky, shame and guilt. We don't want that. Um, so he says, do not love the world or the things in the world. And remember, it's deceptive. It's going to look fun. The devil will. Um, I'm going to give you an analogy. The devil will, you know, make a cake with worms and. Um, worms and cockroaches and dirt and dung and put beautiful frosting on it and light candles and and say and and put a delicious chocolate smell on it and tell you to eat it you know like and you go oh that looks so beautiful and you don't even know what you're digesting you know so don't 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 do it um for whatever don't put the needle in your arm don't take the drink don't cuss somebody out don't have a tantrum don't stay home from work today um, all of that, okay? Um, and the word, is, so it says, for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes. So our flesh, you know, I, you know how you see like uh, another um, metaphor, analogy, whatever. You know how you see octopuses and like their um, octopuses are so cool. But you know how you see their tentacles always moving? It's like our flesh is always going. There's always like part of our flesh, like these antennas that are going, hmm, pleasure, distraction, comfort, um, fun, you know, um, escape. You know, like our flesh is always doing that. You know, food, get back in the bed. You know, our, our flesh is always trying to, you know, um, get compliments, um, be the best, you know, do, how can I be better? How can I get more money? Blah, 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 blah. That's always the flesh. And this, I, the, those last few things are saying we're kind of the soul, <laughs> but the flesh is always wanting all that stuff. But it says the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life. You know, going forward, it's the, you know, it's the Western way. You know, get another degree. Um, you know, sometimes 
I'm not saying degrees aren't great and all that, but sometimes like, no, mama, you're not supposed to get another degree. You're supposed to like be home with your family or father. No, you're not supposed to get a degree. You're supposed to be home with your family or young person. No, you're not supposed to get another degree. You're supposed to go to Bible study. I'm, I'm not saying there's a time and you should get those degrees, but sometimes why, if it's just for pride or whatever, um, it's just, you know, so you can be better. Ask yourself, why are you doing this? Even myself, you know, it sounds very attractive to me to go to a school in ministry, but I'm doing the work of the Lord serving. Like that would take up all my serving. That would take up all the time that I'm doing this, making podcasts. It would take up all my time. I'm serving on Bible for Food board. It would take up my time um, and distract me from, um, you know, my evenings of being, helping my husband with his movie project. It would, it, it would take me away from what I'm really supposed to be doing and serving. So while... Everything that sounds good and everything that sounds Christianly good is not necessarily God for you. Thank God for the people who go to Bible school and thank God for the people who God really called to get the master's degrees and the doctor's degrees. Thank God. I work with some coworkers who went back and did that and they're amazing. And they, I gleaned from their knowledge, like they were supposed to do that. Like they're, they're like, you know, um, amazing administrators, but God didn't tell me to do that. You know, so you have to know what God told you to do and not be, not want somebody else's lane. Stay in your lane. Um, and, and don't think that just because maybe the world sees that or that's a higher earning bracket or something, just walk in faith. God will take care of all your needs. God will take all of all your needs right where you're at, right? There's no lowly position in Christ. Nothing is a lowly position. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, the serve, you know, he who serves is greatest among you, like the servant. He kept focusing on the servant, the widow's mite. The, um, he loved the what we would call nowadays the quote unquote little people. You know, he hung with them. So, you know, be like Jesus, okay? Um, stay, know what you're supposed to do. And, um, you know, and God will use people. He used Paul. He, you know, he used all, he needed a Pharisee of Pharisees to point out things in the New Testament and write the majority of the New Testament. He needed, so Paul's background was needed, all that education. But, you know, not all of us are Paul's. And um, not all of us, and, and then too, don't, you know, take this and be lazy. If you're supposed to go and get that doctor's degree or go to that ministry school or go and get that, don't look at other people and go, I'm just going to serve. No, if you're supposed to go get a degree and lead, lead. Don't serve, lead. Train yourself. I mean, you know, as, as you serve, you learn to lead. But if it's time for you to step, you know, to do something else, to train yourself to do something of what um, is a harder, um, more challenging realm that would put you in a position of leadership, do it because that's your calling and you'll be disobedient if you don't do it. And don't shy away of that you're just being humble or something. No, you might really be called to be a pastor. You might really be called to be a teacher. You might really be called to be um, a medical doctor or a lawyer and that it really is you. Okay, so um, after my rant... I, it was a Holy Spirit rant, though. Um, <laughs> but um, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Do the will of God, um, family. Um, and then I'm just going to speak this over you before I close this. But you who's listening have been anointed by the Holy Spirit. And you have... You all have knowledge. You know who Jesus Christ is. He lives in you. He dwells in you. Um, 
I write you not because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it and because um, no lie is of the truth. So you do hear from God. Go on with your amazing self today. Pursue what you've always wanted to pursue. Serve you always wanted to pursue. I know I love to pray. I, I There's things on my heart, like a detective. I want to pray privately and not even tell anybody what um, the Lord has put on me. And just kind of like hide behind a tree and see what the Lord's going to do. So anyways, have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope it inspired you in some way. And um, if you... Um, you know, want to write me, Mindy Joy Ministries at gmail.com. Shalom.